Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 307. You are listening to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you once again for downloading. First-time listeners, welcome aboard. We hope you become regular listeners and enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Apple is celebrating the App Store's 10th birthday. Why 80% of customers stick with their provider even when they switch to the NBN and the best day to go shopping if you're an Amazon Prime member. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the Hisense 75-inch Series 8 ULED TV, the Uniden UPP136. This is a device that can jumpstart your car. And Canon has opened a new experience store. And we're going to wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A massive show for you, so we're just going to dive straight in. Well, July the 10th, 2008 was a big day in the world of software and in particular apps. It's a word we learned when the app store was opened. Apps were became the shortened name for applications. These are the little mini applications that we could now install on our smartphones, and in particular, the iPhone. It was the App Store uh, by Apple was the first App Store opened July 10, 2008, and it is now the 10th anniversary of that opening. Ten years old is the App Store. Hard to believe that a the App Store, which is still relatively young, but the effect that the App Store had to become this incredible marketplace. It's now available in 155 countries around the world. And it has changed the way we do things. It's changed the way we work. It's changed the way we play, the way we travel, the way we meet people, the way we create. It's become quite the powerhouse. When the App Store opened back in 2008... Apple had just released its second iPhone, the iPhone 3G. Second iPhone, but actually the first to be released here in Australia. It was the first iPhone to be offered to Australian customers. Some of us, myself included, actually imported the original iPhone and unlocked it so it could be used on Australian networks. I was actually an Optus customer back then. And I can remember buying the iPhone, the original iPhone, and unlocking it. And seeing the words, yes, Optus, appear at the top of the iPhone screen was incredible. But it wasn't until the following year when the iPhone 3G was released that the App Store was also opened at around the same time. Now, if any one of you listening 
did what I just explained, unlocked the original iPhone to use in Australia, there was quite a process. You had to jailbreak the phone, and it was possible back then to load apps to that original iPhone. So I think Apple thought, well, this is not a bad idea. They've no doubt had had an idea to launch their own app store, but there was... I did actually use apps on that original iPhone that I unlocked back on that uh, back in 2007. So even before the App Store officially opened, there were still some apps out there. And look how far we've come. The original App Store, the the App Store opened with just 500 apps. A fair bit. That, that, that back then, that that was a lot. Today, there are now more than 2.2 million apps available to customers and so many categories gaming happens to be the most popular category of apps gaming and entertainment also the most profitable now you think though about the effect that this had on a software designer a developer back before the app store was opened a few companies controlled the whole software landscape so Creating, marketing, and distributing software was only done by these major companies. So if you had an idea, if you wanted to develop something yourself, what could you do? Where could you go? You could only go through these major companies. But the App Store changed all of that. So now anyone from a single developer with an idea all the way through to a publishing house can now sell and market their apps directly to the customers thanks to the App Store. And it has generated, not surprisingly, a fair bit of money. Today, there are more than 1.3 billion active Apple devices in the world. All all those people are, are, are the users of apps and the customers for app developers. There are now more than 20 million developers around the world. And you think, too, of the industry that's been created. Millions of jobs have been created as a result of this. It's, it's something that I'm, not, I'm sure Apple probably would, would have underestimated the, the impact that the App Store would have, not only on our lives, but also on the lives of the developers as well. So many of them... So many apps being created, it is remarkable. Now, iOS developers have earned, since 2008, more than $100 billion US dollars. So you think about the cut that Apple took out of that, their cut out of the App Store is in the tens of billions as well. Usually it works 30% to Apple, 70% to the developer. So you do the math there. Apple have done pretty well for themselves out of the App Store as well. Not only is it, it it's 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 allowed people to you have have their iPhones to use the apps, but also to to have the app you need the iPhone. So it's sort of the, it's feeding each other this whole thing, and Australia has also played a significant part in in the app, in app creation as well. There's a lot of Australian app developers that have had amazing success around the world uh, producing some of the most popular titles. These include, and I'm not sure whether people are aware of this, I'm sure you've heard of the game Fruit Ninja. 
Well, that's an Australian creation. It's developed by Half Brick. I think they're based out of Brisbane in Australia. And it is, this really surprised me when I found this, the third most downloaded app of all time. Third most downloaded app. We're talking a fair few downloads there. That's just one of many Australian apps that have done really well. Another is an app called Procreate. It's one of the leading digital illustration apps for the iPad and the iPhone. There's another app called Sweat by Kayla Itzines, and it's it's one of the most successful health and fitness apps in the world. More than a million people use the Sweat app each month around the world. And who can forget Crossy Road? Do you remember that smash hit game? Came out of a, out of Melbourne. Young kid, young developer, created this game. It became a worldwide phenomenon. Others include Canva, which is a design app, another Australian creation. Smiling Mind, a mindfulness meditation app. Zova, another health and fitness app as well. Won an Australian design award, uh, sorry, an Apple design award uh, in 2016. And also Invoice to Go. That's the invoice app for tradies and other businesses. That's also a proud Australian creation. Very iconic list of Australian apps there. The App Store is 10 years old. And you know what you can do? You can also find out what the first app you downloaded. It's really easy to do that. It's what you need to do to find out the first apps you ever downloaded is to go open the App Store on your iPhone or iPad, select your profile, which is in the top right-hand corner, select Purchased, then go to My Purchases and scroll to the very bottom. If you've downloaded a lot of apps, that might take a little while. But scroll to the very bottom. It'll tell you what app you downloaded first and when you downloaded it. If you've been using iPhones for all this time, it's probably around July 2008. It's 10 years ago since you downloaded your first app. Thanks to the App Store opening on July 10, 2008. And today, this week, it is the App Store's 10th birthday. Happy birthday, the App Store. If you want to read more about that story, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. All righty, let's change gears a little now. We're going to change gears, talk about the NBN. We know you love, you love it when we talk about the NBN. Well, there's some new research that's just been released by Finder, the comparison site, that says that 80% of NBN users decided to stick with their current providers. What I mean by that is that when the NBN became available, 80% of customers stuck with their internet service provider, pre their pre-NBN internet service provider. That, that's a little, that's a, it puzzle, a little puzzling because... Out of the 1,235 people that uh, Finder used to come up with these results, it seemed that the question that they asked was, were people scared or just lazy? They didn't want to look around or they just didn't know that they could look around. Well, it is a surprising stat. 80% decided to stick, stick to their current provider. Of the 20% who did the switch, so the other 20%, 15% of those people did so because they found a better deal. So the, the 20% that did switch wanted a better deal, but 5% were forced to change because their current provider 
did not provide an NBN service. So they might have been with a, a smaller ISP that didn't offer NBN services. So they had no choice but to change. For the other 15%, they just found a better deal. They did their homework and found a better deal and switched. The, uh, the, the interesting thing here is that the thoughts behind people who decided to stay, the most popular response from the 40% of the research group who did stay, they said they had compared other plans and decided to stay anyway. So they did their homework. So 40% of that 80% said, you know what, we're going to hang in there. We're not going to change. But 21% admitted it was just as easy. It's just easy to stay with the same provider. So they thought, well, you know what, they didn't bother looking around. It's just easy to stay where we are. The other 9% said they had still had time left on their contract. So they, they might, might have signed a 24-month contract. The NBM might have, might have come into play halfway through, and they thought, well, we're going to stick with this provider because we're still under contract. Fair enough. But the another 9% said that they either didn't know they could switch providers or didn't understand the NBN. So they decided not to change. So knowledge is power here. I think that if you haven't, if you if you are on the NBN right now, if you're listening to this right now and you've been on the NBN for more than a year, then the red hot tip that we can give you now is to shop around because NBN pricing, the wholesale pricing really had a massive shift about 12 months ago. So it's worth taking another look around because you may find there are better and cheaper plans out there. So what to look for in an NBN plan? I reckon number one is unlimited data. If you're, Even if you're a medium user, and no, no doubt a heavy user, it goes without saying, you need unlimited data because it's just, it just takes away that one other worry, that one worry about having to try keep track of how much data you're using. If you've got a set amount, you've got to kind of be looking all the time, and that could be stressful. So why have the worry? Pay a little bit extra, get unlimited data, although after... If you've been on a plan for, for longer than 12 months, you may find that there are unlimited deals probably cheaper than what you're on right now. The other thing to consider is, do you need a landline? That's one thing we need to make a decision about is uh, when the NBN does roll out in your area, that the landline becomes part of that package. And it'll, it'll make people force themselves to think, well, do I really need it? And... Often people, well, often most of the time, we've got smartphone plans that have unlimited calls and that becomes our go-to connection. So a landline for many people just isn't necessary. That's another thing to consider. But the NBN, there's more news about the NBN and there was some, uh, some news that they released on Friday about some new technology that will improve the speed and reliability of the NBN for its customers. This new technology is called NNI Link. And what it basically means is that service providers can immediately access their NBN bandwidth. It's called CVC, Connected Virtual Circuit. They can access that added bandwidth, increase their bandwidth without uh, within the network. So w without actually having to have a direct connection to the 121 nationwide points of interconnect. So there are, in Australia... 121 points of interconnect. So ISPs in your area have to do their best to connect to that POI. With this new NNI technology, it allows them to not have to have a direct connection. So they don't need to physically connect to the, the NBN, the NBN's POIs. 
so they can offer an ISP that might not be as massive as a Telstra or an Optus, but it'll allow them to compete on that stage because of this convenience with this NNI link without that physical connection to the POIs. So now it can allow them to scale, grab customers, increase their bandwidth, and make sure they've got enough bandwidth to for their customers to cope. So it's no point a company having a certain amount of bandwidth and then onboarding all these customers that are going to soak up that bandwidth and make it difficult and, and, and tighten up that bandwidth and make that connection slower. So this this is a, a good thing, uh, some good news here for ISPs. It's going to take a little bit of pressure off them and allow them to offer the service, the speed and reliability for their customers. The NNI link, it came into, it came into effect on July the 2nd. So uh, people are enjoying the benefits of this new technology already. And the, this, this, so with, with the, the way that it's structured now, the NBN builds the network, retail service providers then can buy the bandwidth and on-sell it to customers. That's how it works. This has made it a whole lot easier and offered, uh, just, just gives that little bit more, little bit more reliability and hopefully some more speed as well for these connections so that bandwidth can be accessed easier than ever. If you want to read more about that, you can find that story at techguide.com.au. We all love online shopping. Don't you love online shopping? I'm a massive online shopper. I, uh, I'm a bit of a collector. I'm a comic collector, and I do like shopping. I'm a Star Wars nut as well, so there's lots of merch that I like to buy online, mainly from eBay. I'm, I'm an eBay buyer and seller, especially when it comes to my, my comic collection. I'm a phantom comic collector, for those who must know. I've also, I'm also a Mad Magazine collector. I've got every single issue of Mad Magazine. Since it's since it started, so that's a, I'm a bit of a collector there, and and I did all of those were bought online through eBay, buying and selling. So I had some doubles, sold them, got the ones I didn't need. It took several years to get those collections together, but all done online. And another online marketplace apart from eBay is Amazon, and they're making inroads here in Australia. They have uh, launched the Australian side more than six months ago now. They've also established Amazon Prime, which is this membership that allows customers to get free and fast shipping. So free and within two business days. Even if you shopped in the US, uh, there are more than 4 million products available through the Australian Amazon site that are located in the US. If you spend more than $49 US, you also get free international shipping as well. So it really pays to belong if you are uh, an avid online shopper. Prime also comes with a Amazon Video, Amazon Prime Video membership, so it's kind of their version of Netflix, as well as uh, a, a, the ability to access Kindle Unlimited, so you can get all these eBooks, and plus some other benefits. But next, starting next week, July the sixteenth, to be precise, at midday on July sixteenth, will be Prime Day. So if you're a customer you can enjoy some pretty awesome deals across all of their major categories. And I'm talking books, electronics, DVDs, Blu-rays and 4K discs, smart home devices, video games, cookware, fashion, toys, appliances. So plenty of products will be on sale at remarkable prices on Prime Day. It actually goes for 36 hours, so it's got a Prime Day and a half. Starts midday on July 16, runs until midnight on July 17. So if you want to take advantage of this, 
it is still uh, falls within the, uh, the because it starts next week. You could start a thirty day free trial, and it will cover Amazon Prime Day. So that is a, a way around it without having to pay any money up front. And if you don't like it, you can get rid of it. Or if you want to, if you like it, keep it going. And it costs about works at about fifty nine dollars a year. So uh, you can uh, really take advantage of it. Fifty nine bucks if you order two things. Uh, th- that'll cover what you normally pay for shipping. That's covered fifty nine bucks, and then the rest of the year you get free shipping on those uh, those those items as well. Pretty good deal there, if you ask me. But Prime, uh, apart from all those deals that you're going to get, other benefits will be ten dollar Amazon dot com dot au credit when they when you stream Prime Video for the first time between July nine, which is today, and or I'm recording this on on the ninth. This week, let's say, if you order, if you start stream Prime Video between now, let's say, and the 15th of July, you get a $10 credit. You'll also get two months free when you join Kindle Unlimited, uh, and, and that'll also get you more than a million, that's access to more than a million ebooks. So, pretty good value there if you are, apart from the bargains on Prime Day, which kick off July 16, that's next week. For a day and a half, so it's Prime Day and a half. It's thirty-six hours. Prime, Amazon Prime membership worth trying. And, and as I said, try the thirty-day free trial. That will cover Prime Day if you start it now, and will run for thirty days. So give it a try. If you love shopping online, you like saving money, and you love fast postage, fast free postage, then it's definitely worth a try. In our opinion. If you want to see that story, read all about those details, you can find that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that keeps you and your family safe online. Introducing Norton Core. It is a secure wireless router that delivers both protection and performance. Norton Core leverages Symantec's global intelligence network to help defend your connected home against malware, viruses, hackers, and other cyber threats. Welcome to more secure Wi-Fi. Traditional Wi-Fi routers may not be smart enough to keep cyber criminals from breaking into your home network and devices, even with a password. Norton Core is. It is a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that includes Norton Core Security Plus to help block threats from cyber criminals before they can infiltrate your connected life. Setup is quick and easy with the smartphone app, giving you access to fast Wi-Fi with broad coverage. Plus, you get protection for unlimited connected devices inside the home and Norton Security to cover 10 computers, smartphones or tablets outside of the home. Help protect your connected home with Norton Core. You can pre-order Norton Core now exclusively through Harvey Norman and receive a $100 Harvey Norman gift card. To find out more about Norton Core, visit au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Kicking off our reviews is a big review of a big TV. This is the Hisense 75-inch Series 8 ULED 4K TV. This is a monster, this TV, and I love to say go big or go home, and that's exactly what you can do with this TV. We love we love our big screens now. People are, are, are looking for larger screens, and 75 inches is very attractive to, to viewers. 
and this TV will be as well. When we, we norm, I'm normally used to watching my daily drive, my TV is a 65 inch TV. So when I when I've got my the high sense to review, I put it in the same place where my, where my regular TV goes, and it just seems so big. Even though it was only 10 inches bigger, 75 inches, it was a monster. This is a big TV. In fact, on my story, if when you go to Tech Guy to check out my review, you'll see a photo of me sitting in front of the TV. It it dwarfs me, this TV. And there's also my little Dalmatian Logan there as well. But it just goes to show, just to give it some scale, I decided to take a photo next to it. So it, just to show you how big this TV is. It's massive. Hisense also are one of the major sponsors for the, the 2018 FIFA World Cup. And, in fact, that was one of the reasons why I got the TV when I did is so that I can watch the World Cup on this Hisense TV, which I really enjoyed. Now, this is a ULED TV. So this is an LED TV with their patented technology, the ULED technology. It has a really slick design as well, really minimal design. There, are, there is hardly a bezel on the sides of the, of the TV or the top. There's like a silver edge along the bottom. Even the frame is really discreet. The frame, uh, two legs you can hardly see. It's all the t- all your attention is directed at this beautiful screen, virtually bezel-less t- screen, and that that's how it should be. You want all your attention uh, trained on that screen, 4K screen uh, that also uses quantum dot technology, similar to what Samsung, LG, and other companies use. It does improve picture quality. But just a word about Samsung as a company. They've really come a long way in the last few years. They've, they've come of age as a brand. And customers who, back in the day, a couple of years ago, would say, you know what, what's the catch here? Why, why is Hisense a lot cheaper than other brands? Well, and, and they weren't willing to take a chance on, on, on that. And now I think people have kind of realized that this is a company that, it's a massive Chinese company that offers great technology, great, great quality, and great value. And now they're taking on the big four, Samsung, LG, Sony, Panasonic. They're holding their own against these massive brands. So now people know they're not taking a chance buying a Hisense. They know, they know they're investing in a quality product that just happens to be cheaper than those, those competitors. I have so many people ask me, what's the catch? And I said, there's no catch. The, the, this this company's the real deal. And this TV demonstrates that. This 75-inch Series 8 TV, we really enjoyed watching. And when, when we were watching the World Cup, we did see uh, the, all the technology at work, great performance, great picture quality, a lot of technology at work under the hood. One of them is ultra-local dimming. This is a technology that intelligently controls the backlight so you get greater contrast. So you're getting those blacker blacks, more detail across the screen. Now, I'm not going to say that the black levels are the best I've ever seen, but they were very impressive for a TV. And this is 75-inch TV, you've got to remember. It's under $5,000. It's $4,999. You spend that kind of money with these other brands, you'd be lucky to get a 55-inch TV, maybe a 65. Here you're getting a 75-inch TV, ULED TV, quantum dot technology on board as well. can also handle HDR. So it can enhance the and provide detail and more contrast in in the lighter parts of the screen, the darker parts of the screen. Uh, d- does a great job. Obviously, the best result is when you're watching 4K movies, so 4K discs, whether it's an actual disc through a player or watching uh, Netflix 4K, Stan 4K. This TV you show, does showcase that quality. The color, the color accuracy was also very impressive. Uh, when we were watching the World Cup, you could see the detail, the, the nice, bright uniforms, the beautiful green grass, 
it did look spectacular. So if you do like watching sport, this is a TV for you for the for the added reason of the fact that it does have a, a gaming, a sports mode. So this is a 200 hertz TV, so the refresh rate is really high. So what you're getting here is a really smooth picture. And with, with the sport mode engaged, it smooths it out even further. Now, but when the issue with a, with a flat screen TV that has a backlight is that fast-moving images can sometimes leave a bit of a trail behind it, so a bit of smudging of the picture, because they pick, those pixels have to react to that movement and also control the backlight at the same time. This TV handled it easily, and watching sport, action, any fast motion on this screen was really smooth, hardly any juddering to be seen at all. Really nice, and if you're a sports fan, uh, that's one thing you want to keep in mind. Uh, one, one way of seeing how good the refresh rate of a TV is when watching sport, next time you're watching a game, a soccer game, a league game, I should say football, soccer, true soccer fans call it football, if you're watching the football, the World Cup, rugby league, whatever sport you happen to love, have a look at when, when the camera's panning really quickly to follow uh, a, a player running upfield, have a look at the advertising hoardings behind them. If you can still read those signs behind them, the refresh rate's really good. You can, if you can read that, if it's legible, then the refresh rate is really smooth. If you can't read them, then the refresh rate, either they're panning the camera too quickly, which they, they, they won't be, uh, but, or, or the refresh rate really isn't up to scratch. Check that out. It was really clear when watching sport on the 200 hertz screen on the Hisense ULED TV. This smooth motion technology is there for all to see. Uh, on the audio side, the Hisense TV was also pretty cool. You're not, you're not getting Dolby Atmos. You're not getting surround sound. If you do want that, you probably need to integrate the TV into a home theater system, a speaker system. But still, sound was impressive enough to probably not require a sound bar. Not every TV can say that. I think uh, there's a lot of lot of TVs, and by their the very nature of them being thin, it does give you doesn't give you a lot of room to put a speaker. If you do have a speaker, you can't have it really big, so it's sound often comes out a little bit little tinny, a little thin uh, coming out of the television. But there's all kinds of technologies that are de- developing now, down firing speakers, all this other technology that helps create a big sound from a relatively thin panel. Hisense has done that. Sound quality was impressive. We've, uh, you know, we've heard a lot of TVs in our time. This is uh, above average sound quality straight out of the TV. So not really necessary to get a sound bar. If you do want to get a sound bar, maybe you want to add Dolby Atmos, you might want to add a little, uh, add a little bit of virtual surround, you can do that as well. Not a bad idea. The other cool thing about the TV is its operating system. Really simple, really nice, easy to navigate menu system, Really cool. Whatever you can access your sources really easily, access your content really easily, pin your favorite channels and content to, to the uh, to the ribbon menu there. Really, really easy to access. The other cool thing too is you can actually download an app, the Remote Now app, available for iOS and Android, and that'll turn your phone into the fully functional remote control for the Hisense TV. So if you can't find the remote or you're fighting over the remote, you can download the app and control the TV however you want. The Hisense 75-inch Series 8 ULED TV, the uh, the model number is the 75P8, 
It's priced at $4,999, and you can read our complete review and see the rating that we gave the television. Read that review at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we're talking about a product from Uniden, and this is a product that can get you out of a jam. Not many products can say that. This is the UPP-136. This is a super battery. Uh, Battery's slightly larger than a smartphone, a lot thicker than a smartphone, but it's a super battery that not only has capacity, I think it's got 13,500 milliamp hour capacity, but also has the power to jumpstart your car. So it does come with jumper cables that fit into the side of the bat- of the, uh, the unit and battery so that once it's put on the terminals of a dead battery, so a flat battery in your car, it'll jolt it back to life. How handy is that? If anyone has ever been stranded because of a flat battery, rather than having to wait for a third-party roadside assistance or get some other driver to drive up to your car, get the jumper cables out, this device... Pull it out of the the enclosed hard case that it comes with, and you can then connect it the, the cables to the battery, the uh, the jumpers to the jump cables to the terminals of your battery, and boom, it'll jolt your car back to life. Now it'll work with most vehicles. We're talking cars with a five liter petrol engine, and vehicles up to a three liter diesel engine. So what you need to do, connect the jumper cables to the car's battery terminals, plug the cable to the unit end battery, and then switch on the car ignition, and boom, your car's going to be starting once again. Now, not only can it do this, it can also charge all your mobile devices naturally as well. So there are two USB ports on the side that allows you to charge your phones, tablets, other USB-powered devices, but it doesn't stop there. They're also included with the unit end device are eight adapters so that you can connect your PC laptop and get a charge as well. This is a versatile device. You're out of luck you've got a MacBook Pro, though. It's charged with a USB-C. This can't handle that. Uh, the output uh, for, for, the, for the laptop charging will only work through the adapters. The USB output, you can't just connect a USB-C cable to that output. It's not, not strong enough. It has to come from the output that the adapters use. That's higher power output. Also on board is a, uh, a torch. So if you're in a, an emergency situation, the flashlight can come in handy. If you Even if you just want to find your way around and make sure that you, you can find the battery if you're in the dark. But it also has three flashing modes too. So if you're in an emergency situation, you can make yourself visible pretty easily with a flashing light. Uh, there is also a small LED indicator so you can know uh, how much remaining power there is on board. But in general, I think a very handy product to have. It's durable, it's compact, it costs $149.95. And as I said, there's a little hard case. The, the battery goes in the bottom, in the one half, and all your cables and accessories goes in the top half. Zip that up, leave it in the boot. A great thing to have, really handy, and you'll wonder how you ever manage without it especially when you use it that one time. And a great product, a great device to give your partner, whether it's your wife or your daughter, anyone who you, you're a little fearful that if they do get stranded with a dead battery, this can get them out of trouble. You don't want anyone being left behind. The Uniden UPP136 is $149.95, and you can read our entire review, our complete review, at techguide.com.au. 
Now, I'm sure all you photographers, enthusiasts, beginners, professionals, I'm sure that there are plenty of you who have a love for the Canon brand. Canon, uh, one of the big camera companies, produce a lot of beautiful cameras and lenses and printers and you name it. There's a lot of stuff that they provide. Well, they've just opened their very first flagship experience store. It's in South Melbourne. It is the first destination of its kind for Canon in the world. They've chosen Australia as the site for this experience store. It occupies 370 square metres, and it'll be a one-stop shop for every one of your photography and video needs. Now, this is a store that allows you to try and buy a range of Canon products. So if you are keen on a new camera, a new lens, you can come in, try it out. I think it's a really in- interactive and inclusive experience, a little bit like the Apple Store. They don't, no one's pressuring you to buy stuff. They love you to try stuff. And you can also use the, the Canon Experience Store to learn things. You might want to, uh, want to learn. If you're a beginner, you might want to help improve your photography, learn how to take good photos, even if you are an experienced photographer. There's also support and, and activities for you there as well. The, uh, the store has a range of activities that are run by the Canon Collective, and there's a lot of experienced Canon ambassadors who will also be on hand and give you thought, their thoughts, their wisdom, their experience, and their support for everyone who wants to come into the store to improve their photography. And as I said, whether you're a beginner, you're an enthusiast, or a professional, there's something there for everyone. The Canon Collective, they'll have weekly activities as well, including beginner's guides to photography. So that's got you beginners covered. Uh, They'll even take you out on photo excursions. So you can go with, with an ambassador and photograph various things out and about and learn something from these really experienced photographers. There's also photo printing workshops because it's one thing taking your photo, but you also want to show it off as well. So you want to also print it in its highest quality and they can help you do that as well. But the other thing they allow you to do is to troubleshoot any issues. There is a camera service counter. So any customers who've got any issues with their Canon devices, whether they brought, no matter where you bought your Canon device, they will still look at it. If you're having an issue, they will hopefully help you get to the bottom of those problems. So it's a store to try before you buy. It's also a place where you can you can hear, uh, hear you can learn things, you help to improve your photography, uh, get engage in activities to help you improve as well, and you can also troubleshoot any any problems that you're having with your Canon devices. And as well, there's on there's in-store printing facilities to create whether you want to create a pocket-sized image or a massive poster. That's the place to do it as well. And there's some, uh, some looks pretty good as well. Was it's in South Melbourne. Uh, it is in Buckhurst Street, South Melbourne, to be precise. It's open Monday to Saturday between 9 and 5.30. And a lot of stuff to get your hands on. We're talking printers. We're talking cameras, lenses, uh, video cameras, d- digital SLR cameras, compact cameras. You name it, they've got it, and you can get your hands on it at their very first Canon Experience Store, which is located in South Melbourne. If you want to see the store, see what's on offer, you can read our story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. 
They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand, and they've introduced Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. We all want good Wi-Fi, and Orbi helps you get reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every corner of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi across the board. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speeds you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. All righty, our Tech Guide Help Desk this week, we had an interesting question from a reader who was interested in setting up a home theatre, dedicated home theatre, and asked the question whether... They were. They wanted to. They, they, they said they've got a receiver, multiple speakers, speakers in the wall, speakers in the ceiling. They want to create Dolby Atmos. The question was: Does the TV need to have Dolby Atmos on board for it to work? The answer to that is no, because the speaker system and the receiver will be providing the Dolby Atmos. What you need is a player, a 4K player that can handle Dolby Atmos and a movie with Dolby Atmos, the TV is just a display. Uh, and in, in that same breath, I said, well, in his struggle to find a TV that was big enough, he was looking at a 77-inch TV, an 82-inch TV, and obviously wanting to set up this, this great viewing area with this dedicated home theatre. My suggestion was, why look at a TV? If you've got a dedicated room, why not go a projector? a 4K projector, to be precise. It'll probably work out to be probably slightly cheaper than buying a massive 82-inch television, and you'll get 4K quality, and you'll get Dolby Atmos because that's what the speaker's, that's the speaker's job, not the projector's job. And you'll get that real home cinema, cinematic experience. It's like you're at the movies if there's a projector in the room beaming onto this beautiful big screen. That's another thing too. A 4K projector allows you to choose your screen size. Your projector costs you a certain amount of money, but it can project up to 300 inches depending on the projector you buy. There are plenty of value 4K projectors to purchase out there. BenQ, we've reviewed them on TechGuide. BenQ, uh, I use personally in my home theater, I've got a Sony 4K projector. They've just introduced a whole new range of 4K projectors with HDR and great brightness on board. Uh, there's also another brand called Optima that also makes some pretty value 4K projectors as well. We're talking Talking anywhere between three thousand twenty five hundred dollars, three thousand dollars up to about eight nine thousand dollars. You're looking at four K projectors that offer amazing quality. That four to five years ago, the same projector would have cost fifteen thousand dollars, if not more. So the technology is improving. Prices are also becoming more reasonable as well. So my advice to my dear reader is: forget the telly, go a projector, go big, or go home. 
That's what I did at my place. I don't regret it. I've got a 150-inch screen in my theatre uh, with a Sony 4K projector, 7.2 surround sound. I've got a JBL synthesis system, and it is a ripper. And I think if you're going to the trouble of creating a home theatre, then do it right the first time. You don't want to be sitting in there and thinking, wow, I wish I had done this, I wish I had done that. If you go into the trouble... Do it properly. Do it right the first time so you can enjoy it for years to come. You and your family will enjoy it for a long time to come. If you want to read more about our stories about projectors and home theatres, well, you can find all of them at techguide.com.au. And that there, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of our show for this week. That went so fast. You can read about everything that we've spoken about, though, at my site, techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, drop us a voice bite. Click on the icon on the site, whether it's on the, on the inner story or on the homepage, there's a blue icon with a record button. We can hear from you. Record your voice. Record your question. Record a little mini review. Tell us about your experience with the NBN. Hit that record button. We want to hear from you, and we'll play your voice right next to mine on the Tech Guide podcast. If you want to go old school and send me an email, we accept those as well. Info at techguide.com.au. Preference will be given to voice bite. So warm up your voices, record them for me. We want to give a special shout out too to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 